often we all just go through the motions and the routines every day same thing and we kind of just accept mediocre we just accept mediocre like this is just the way i am i'm not good at managing my emotions i'm not really into this whole marriage thing it's all just difficult or whatever the case may be but sometimes we decide today i want to be better i want to do better i want to make better choices and we embark on a journey of self-learning and self-awareness but then we hit a bump and another bump and it can be so difficult to kind of consolidate the past and the new self right as old patterns and habits and ways of thinking can be so hard to get rid of and we can so easily fall into bad habits and ways of thinking of the past as we are at the same time struggling to create an improved version of our lives and of ourselves and of our marriage Assalamu alaikum. Hello and welcome back to another episode of His and Hers where we talk about marriage and explore the power of perspective. I'm your host Halima. There is nothing easy about marriage. I've learned though that there are certain things about marriage that can become easier. but has nothing to do with your husband when we do certain things and we put ourselves in certain environments our marriages benefit things like woman to woman conversations things like women support things like knowing yourself and filling yourself up with all the things you love When we truly understand the dynamic of man and woman it can create such a harmonious rhythmic beautiful story but it's something we have to learn In my book Soft and Strong I lay out easy to read bits of advice for women who feel stuck in their marriages This book is specifically for but not restricted to muslim women i write about common marital issues including women and their fear of polygamy what to do with that fear understanding men and opening up our hearts to them how to confidently love yourself and how to extend honest love to your husband and so much more soft and strong shows us that anything can be overcome once we shift our perspectives find the balance and focus on the right angle you will find inspiration liberation and valuable life lessons to carry you through your marriage as i share what i and many women wish they knew much earlier in their marriages you may now order soft and strong on amazon 
or you can contact me directly at halimadavids at gmail.com or softandstrong2020 at gmail.com. I will leave the information in the description below. I'm so excited for today's episode. Alhamdulillah, I had the honor of having a beautiful discussion, uh, conversation with Ami Nabi. Uh, she's a life coach and an Afia healing practitioner. Amin Abi has been married twice. Her second marriage was a beautiful marriage of 15 years, mashallah. She is currently a widow and has been for the last 20 months. She is a mom and she's here to share of her journey with us. Today on His and Hers, we are talking about working on the self and kind of bringing the past into it and merging the two and learning about ourselves and using our journey to create an improved version um, of ourselves and letting it serve us a lot of things we we're talking about improving the self and starting from the self have a listen to the conversation so so yeah so we start on um on gratitude so one thing that i'm super grateful for this morning is the ability of my body to function well, alhamdulillah, and that my arms can move and my legs can move and they can do the things that I need them to do. And I was thinking this when I woke up to poetry this morning and I thought, subhanAllah, we so quickly um, are critical of our bodies, you know, um, I fall into that. Um, if you know, if you're not having conscious thinking, you so quickly fall into yeah. it. Oh, I want to lose so many pounds, and so you know, I want to um, have this kind of body and that kind of body. And then we we get into this trap of just this negative space of um, not being grateful for what our bodies are giving us. So this morning, Absolutely. I'm just grateful, Alhamdulillah, that my arms are working and it's reaching out and getting things for me, and my legs are moving to places that I want them to go to. And that's what I'm super grateful for this morning, alhamdulillah. What are you so super grateful for? Oh, what am I this morning? Also after Fajr, so I normally sit here outside um, and I have my coffee. And then I, what came to mind for me today was um, my mind. Um, SubhanAllah, the ability to think, to comprehend, to to them to to be conscious of Allah um and I was like yeah Rob you know we we don't like you said we don't think about these gifts that Allah has bestowed upon us and and just the ability to think you know and yesterday I was walking across the road also and I was thinking about just crossing the road um having the ability to think about crossing the road and judging you know judging when to, to cross and, and how to navigate. And especially if a road is busy, do we take time out to say, thank you Allah for my mind and just be grateful for this beautiful mind that we have because your mind controls, you know, everything, um, whether we realize it or not, subhanAllah. SubhanAllah. And it's in those moments when we realize it and it's, it's so, you know, it's this, this, this thing about Islam, about being grateful for being grateful 
for me that oh absolutely gets me every time you know just be grateful for having that thought to be grateful so absolutely and and if you if you're conscious in that moment when you're thinking that you will actually feel something happening in your heart space harima yes yeah it's powerful alhamdulillah these blessings and and the reason we start on this note um on every podcast is to just highlight how it's not that difficult to find something to be grateful for and it can be anything you know sometimes it's um my husband taking out the dirt sometimes it's absolutely the smallest smallest of things just something to be grateful for so absolutely i always say gratitude unlocks um your heart literally um i do the focusing salah workshops and subhanallah in one of or well one of the segments is about gratitude because the first thing that we utter in the morning is gratitude you know the dua that you're making it's gratitude the first surah we recite is about gratitude shukr so um subhanallah i kind of unpack that in the workshop and people come back to me and tell me you know what um i didn't look at it like this and i see how allah wants us to be grateful um and how gratitude unlocks your heart to to all the goodness that is there on all the positivity that is there and when you when you do gratitude i find that um i'm taking allah's name in that moment i find that you you kind of um gain strength and you kind of uh, gain closeness to allah as well even if it's just for moments in time and you also become very present yeah and it equals happiness i've learned um you know allah wants us to be happy and so i think allah designed our life in a way for us to to think and to be grateful and and when we are grateful we are happy so but um, we haven't been taught how to be grateful we haven't been taught you know we we so um, societies and cultures you kind of always looking for what is wrong um how about looking for what is right and then again it, i say also what we perceive as wrong is also designed by allah and it is actually right for us um that challenge that you are going through and as and, and i tell people look for the blessing in it and they look at me like are you crazy <laughs> and i say yes look for the blessing and it's with deep thinking with introspection subhanallah that we can actually find the gifts and be grateful for um the trials and tribulations in other words not the specific trial but the the lessons from the trial and that is how we actually can move past our our trials and tribulations yes yeah um when you were saying about um how we so quickly discover the negative we just look for the the downside um of things you know i've learned that that somehow that seems to be the natural disposition of us humans and we really have to train i've had to train myself to think a certain way and and sometimes you have to go slower also when you when you start slowing down your emotions and it's not your emotions your actions your emotions that's when you realize what you're thinking and you realize your thoughts and then you need to change it you need to consciously yep. actually um train your mind it is a process way absolutely it is a process i teach people so um i do self development workshops um and i and i speak about gratitude and i speak about forgiveness and 
um, be, being present in the moment. It's all about us being present in the moment because if you are not present, um, you will find you, you're either in the past or you're in the future and it takes you into depression and anxiety. And we don't, we, you know, because we haven't been taught that in our homes, subhanAllah, um, it, it takes us away. Number one, it takes us away from Allah. Number two, you'll find that uh, someone that is forever thinking about the future or thinking about the past, you will find that there is uh, mental illnesses tend to set in also. And then it's not only mental, but it becomes physical as well. And you'll find arthritis and all these other things. Why? Because we are so caught up in the, in the negative thought process that's going on over here. So I say, you know, come, let's migrate from here to here. And that is what we actually do when we make salah. But why in our salah, we don't even feel that happening, that, that peace taking over us. Because Allah tells us, you know, your salah is, is a conversation with Allah. And through salah, um, healing can take place. Uh, but we don't feel that connection and we don't feel the, the healing and we don't feel the blessing of it because we're too busy in here and not focusing on here. So, yes, it is a, a process. I also had to learn um, and learn that thought process and, and learn to do gratitude and learn to, to catch my thoughts. So what I kind of did was when I started, I put a reminder on my phone. So my phone would beep like every hour. What are you thinking? What are you saying? What are you doing? What are you feeling? What goes on here has a direct effect on your heart. Subhanallah. And, and when I first did that and I'm like, oh my word. Then I also linked it. To Ramadan because how can we be conscious in Ramadan when Ramadan is finished back to square one so it's about training yourself to be conscious out of Ramadan as well when I first started doing the um, putting the the, 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 um, the reminder on the phone and when I caught myself and I realized oh my word we really have a negative thought pattern um, and it's so debilitating. Oh, yes, I didn't tell you I used to suffer from anxiety and black major way I would black out, um, become overwhelmed. And subhanAllah, through training my mind, through um, remembering Allah, it is much less, way less. Um, in fact, I haven't had an episode in years but it, it can creep up when I am not conscious. It can creep up when I decide to be in my head. And I, and I think, you know, we, we think that um, we need to be healed completely. I think that we're always going to have challenges, but what we do as we learn, it's what we do and how we process those challenges that make a difference and how we bring Allah into that moment that makes the difference because challenges is part of life yeah yeah and it just it makes you grow and grow and creates this other version of yourself that just gets better and better absolutely i i was you know when i got married the first time halima i was like what 25 and by the age of 26 i was divorced again and i as a kid promised i would never get divorced because I, my parents got divorced 
um, but I was like three months pregnant, uh, three months and a week married. And I realized that this marriage is going to be over. And I fought it tooth and nail, but then I realized it's not going to work. Eventually I did get a, a, a divorce. And I was in such a, a terrible state in depression. And I said, what? Um, what have I done wrong? I kept on questioning, what have I done wrong? And I kept on saying, Allah, you need to change me. And then Allah sends us these, these inspirations. And, and when you're reading the, the, the Quran, or, you know, you get these little insights. Like, I shall not change the condition of man until he changes what's inside of him. I'm like, I can't change me. And the more I started searching, the more I realized that I needed to work with me. I can now see, um, subhanAllah, looking back, I can see my part that I played in the marriage as well and the faults, but also not dealing with my past. You know, we go through stuff. We all go through stuff and we don't deal with it. We don't deal with the sexual abuse. We don't deal with the divorce. We don't deal with the death or the incidences that took place. But the more I started searching, the more I started learning, the more I started learning, the more I wanted to know. Um, you know, when you're going, when your parents are going through divorce, they, and you, um, how can I say your life is hectic? Um, Dean is kind of the last thing on your mind. Uh, you you in survival mode. And that is where I was for almost 35 years of my life. And subhanAllah, I, today I, I, I look back and I thank Allah because I realized that that is what I needed to be where I am today. Through the searching, I started um, learning, started reading. And through that, I've done different healing modalities, alhamdulillah. Um, I became a practitioner, I am an Afia practitioner, I am a life coach, I've done a few different modalities, um, and I started like, how do I help someone else, because I believe that whatever we go through is not for nothing, Allah has a purpose for you, and I kept on asking Allah, what is my purpose, am I then good for nothing, because the other thing is, the belief systems that we grow up with, I read something in your book about the belief systems and I'm like, yes, that is so, I still commented on it on Facebook because subhanAllah, your belief systems shape you also until you realize your belief systems are not you. Until you realize your belief systems um, are what is told to you or what you perceive. And when we shift that to a higher belief system, then we start shifting and we start healing and we start growing, subhanAllah. So yes, I had to do a lot of searching, you know, and um, when I was working with people and Allah literally says, do this, do this, do this. Are we listening also? Do we listen? SubhanAllah, um, we take things for granted. We don't realize how connected we are to Allah. We don't realize how connected we are to each other. To each other. How connected, um, you know, you are to self. You know, when Allah says, I'm closer to you than your jugular vein, like subhanAllah, you know, when you, when you start searching and when you start, you, you start getting these aha moments and when these aha moments happen, it's like, oh my word, there's this, there's this energy inside you can't describe. And, and especially when, when it's connected to Allah and, 
it just changes your whole existence. Don't get me wrong, I have my challenges. Um, you said earlier, I love your your your, your public, public personality. And so I, I was telling you, yes, I have my challenges, but the way I deal with them is so, so different. Allahu Akbar. Because I really didn't know who I was. I didn't know my purpose. Because I just carried on. I just did what mother did and what granny did and whoever else. But I needed to change. So this is why I went through what I went through. These negative stuff, the challenges that we go through, they were designed by Allah for you, man. You just need to see the blessings in them. You just need to tap into what is there for me. Turn it to Allah and you can see how you can make a difference. SubhanAllah. So when I tell people I've been through sexual abuse, like, whoa, that is another topic on another level. And people don't want to hear. And I speak about it. Reason being is, um, subhanAllah, through that, at that time, I was very disgusted. I hated myself. Um, when I realized what was happening, I hated myself. I thought that I'm not loved by Allah. And of course, I was told all along, you're good for nothing. You're going to amount to nothing. So that is a whole culmination of stuff. So you believe that you are not worthy. Um, when I look back now in hindsight, that has prepared me, my divorce, my parents' divorce, all those things has prepared me for me to do what I'm doing now. You know, Halima, by Allah's grace and mercy, in 2013, I hooked up with a brother from London. I always said, you know what, there's more to life. It, there is this other spirit part that we're not connecting with and um, I hooked up with Sahir but I've been doing healing before that and I was doing workshops and I said but we need to learn from an Islamic perspective and this is how Afia energy and emotional healing came to the shores of South Africa you know subhanallah by Allah's grace and mercy thousands and thousands of people's lives have been impacted by us learning from an Islamic perspective again returning to Allah, everything returning to Allah. It has changed us so much, but it's about us working with ourselves, working with our past, working with the issues and having it from an Islamic perspective, just how can I say, it puts things into place for us. Yeah, yeah, and it's so important to have this um... To have the option of going the Islamic way and to have that support and that backup, you know, to, to guide us um, how Absolutely. to apply these things in, a, in an Islamic, with, with Islam, you know, with Allah. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes, yes. So go ahead. Carry on. Sometimes someone comes for a session and they've gone to a psychologist and for years they've been going. And then they come sometimes for one session, they may be dealing with anxiety or they've gone through a trauma and they can't work through it. But the minute you take it and put it in an Islamic perspective and work through it, process it, subhanAllah, they leave you feeling so much better. Um, why? Because it was returned to Allah, number one, because you, you're no longer fighting, blaming and taking the I, I, me, me, you know, it's now, I'm handing over and letting go. But everything reminding you, everything that we do, we, we remind you about Allah. 
and take it from there. SubhanAllah, there was I've gone to psychologists for so many years, but when I got in this one session, nothing can compare. Um, so yes, all healing comes from Allah. Allah is using each and every one of us. We need to tap into our gifts that he has bestowed upon us. For you, it is the writing. So your book is simply, simply amazing. SubhanAllah. Um, I just want to um, just draw on something that you were saying about this person going to the psychologist, you know, and I often find with so many of these um, solutions and, and these remedies, um, these mind um, remedies and all these different solutions we have, I think the missing piece is always Allah, because we need that, we need it, we need it so much because we were created by Allah and it's part of us to draw on Allah, to connect with Allah, to pull our strength from Allah. And when we don't to pull have... us through. Yes, to pull us through. You know, the um, I can't remember which scholar it was, but they, they, they were the first to, not the first, but like they brought it to light that mental illnesses is mental. There is such a thing as mental illness, but it was a Muslim um, scholar. I can't remember, subhanAllah. But it just goes to show that in Islam, our deen is so wholesome that we don't need to go out. We don't need to search anywhere else but within our deen. And just about understanding, and you know, um, SubhanAllah, it is a continuous, continuous learning experience. Um, as old as what I am, um, I am still learning, Alhamdulillah. I think you also need to be open to learning continuously. Yes, yes, you need to. Otherwise, you're not going to learn. You first need to open yourself up to to know that you don't know it all. You're never going to know it all. No. An ongoing learning journey. Yes, subhanAllah. Um, I want to hear about your marriage stories. So can you tell us a bit more about that, about yourself as a married woman and how that journey was for you? Like I mentioned earlier on, um, when I got married, I was very naive. I, because of my past, um, having an unstable life, um, having parents that has gone through divorce, uh, that type of thing. So, so what has happened is um, you were in survival mode. When you're in survival mode, all you think of is getting through to the next day. There's, there's no Allah consciousness. The, um, yes, you will make your namaz or you, you know, you'll do what you have to, but there is, you know, there's something lacking over there. And that is what I felt through, uh, uh, through both my marriages also, um, because I had to learn. Um, I was married and divorced the first time at the age of 25, I was married to about 26, I was divorced. And I got married 10 years later. But so I was searching in that 10 years, um, but I, I say my roof wasn't ready. Allah gave me like little nuggets, but my roof wasn't ready. I believe the roof wasn't ready at that time. And then I got married again at, at the age of 35 and then things started shifting. Then I started learning and then I started seeking like fervently. My husband was um, a few years older than me, my second husband. And he was extremely um, intelligent and he was all about education and he would push me and he would, and he would literally, subhanAllah, I, I thank Allah for him. Yes, I've had many challenges through that marriage as well. Um, but he, he, he would 
pushed me into into learning and he'd, he'd be there for me he'd he'd tied me he would um you know he'd ground me and and um nudge me in the right direction literally i i really thank a lot for him i also would not i, I can honestly say um, not only my my uh, first uh, my second marriage but everything that has happened in my life i said i would not be where i am today had not um all of that happened and the people that was in my life uh my first marriage uh the the friends the the colleagues that i had the teachers that we had um they all play a part in who you um become also alhamdulillah my family my my parents my siblings um alhamdulillah but you know, marriage is, is, is about you. So sometimes I have people come for sessions and they at the end of this marriage, they ready to give up. And um, I will work sometimes with just the one partner, most, most likely it would be the, the wife. And I would say, do you know you? Yes, I know me. And then when I start giving them questions and this is what I did for myself also, um, questioning like what do you like what are your strengths what are your weaknesses and they can't answer you you know what is your purpose they can't answer you so i had to go on that search through my second marriage i was going on that search and um yes when i did my healing and things like that my husband's like ah, this mumbo jumbo but he still supported me alhamdulillah he believed in what i was doing um even though I believe I say he believed in his way um, and it, it was like the beauty of it also is that when you know who you are you it's okay for your partner to be who they are um, and you can still agree to disagree and that is that was so amazing you know when I look now at in, in hindsight um, in my marriage um, I see how my husband and I were two totally different people chalk and cheese but it was okay to be who we are, because we knew who we are. Um, it's like a simple example. He loves his egg fried in butter. I mean, his egg will swim in butter. And I would say, it's okay. He said, can I make you an egg? I say, no, thank you. I will make my own egg, you make your own egg. And he would enjoy making his own egg, but his egg would swim in butter. I would do, but mine is not swimming in butter. What I learned, it's a simple example, but what I learned is was we each on our own journey and I can't make him what I want because then I'm going to break him. But that came later on in life, later on in the marriage. Why? Um, because it was a learning process, subhanAllah. Yes, it seems like a simple thing, but if you look at the bigger picture, you're giving each other space, you're respecting each other. And then when, we, when it was time to eat, we'd sit and eat together but we each enjoy our own meal, um, but together. But there was so much of joy in it. It might be an egg, but there was so much of joy because he he's doing what he likes, I'm doing what I like, but we're still together. So lots of lessons in, in simple things, but it is also about reflecting and understanding who you are. So when someone comes and I say, who are you? I ask myself, so who are you? What do you want? Um, and you know, the other part is um, when it comes to inter intimacy in our marriage, we don't know how we like to be touched. We don't know how we want to be touched. We don't know what turns us on. It's all these little things. 
that I needed to learn about myself. And um, subhanAllah, you know, when you learn to know yourself, you can encourage your partner. And often we want to get out of the marriage. Why? Because um, things have gone wrong. We, we perceive. But it's because you don't know who you are. And you don't know how to tell your partner how to treat you or how you want to be treated. Or you don't even know how to treat them. But get to know yourself. I promise you, the more you get to know yourself, the more that relationship is going to shift. And um, you, you will find that when you take responsibility, because as you get to know yourself, you're going to take responsibility for what is happening. There's no more blaming and shaming. And, you know, um, because the blaming story, that's something else on another level that, is, that can destroy a marriage. Um, and, and having an open mind, oh, yes, but, you know, the whole suspicion thing, watching your thoughts. That is why I say know yourself, because if you know you, you are, if you get to know yourself and you realize, you know what, I'm, I'm someone that is anxious, then you're going to obviously do stuff. You, you, when you see you're anxious, you're going to do stuff to fix the situation. If you know you're suspicious, you have the waswasa. Subhanallah, that breaks marriages very, very quickly. You watch your thoughts, but it's about you understanding, you know what, what is going on in here now? Um, I had to learn, I had to unlearn a lot of that because, you know, when you go through a lot in life, you are very suspicious of what is happening. Even if someone comes to you with good intentions, you tend to still be suspicious because of the past. And especially if someone has hurt you and deceived you, but it's also about unlearning. It's like, no. And then returning again, everything returning to Allah. I will say it's, you know, our deen is not just about the five salah and doing what we must do. It is far deeper than that. It's about knowing self, know yourself to know Allah. SubhanAllah, and the, I, I cannot stress enough about dealing with your past. For example, for me, um, having been sexually abused, I was petrified the first time I got married. <laughs> we laugh about it now. I was petrified about this man touching me because what is going to happen? Oh my word, it was, it was really horrific. We will find that when you have been abused, again, know yourself so you know and educate yourself. Educate about what has happened and what happens to your body. Um, if you don't, you never get to know. Vaginismus, we don't talk about these things. What happens when you've been abused? You are so scared for sexual intimacy that your body shuts down. So which means this relationship becomes very, this physical relationship, this relationship that's supposed to bond you becomes very painful. And you don't want to have this intimate relationship. Again, it leads to breakdowns of marriages. So it's having to learn about what is happening and um, empowering yourself. And how do I overcome this? Working with yourself, subhanAllah. Um, I must add that my second marriage was definitely way better, but it was because I needed to educate myself and work with what has happened and um, speak. You know, we don't speak about stuff. 
we need to speak, we need to tell our partners what has happened in the past and it gives them an idea. But um, if you don't speak, they're not going to know. Speak about, but again, do you know what is your fears? Do you know, um, you know, what upsets you? Do you know what makes you happy? It's all about you getting to know you. The more you get to know you, the more you are able to explore with your partner. Marriage is all about exploring and doing things um, differently um, and still together, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, and knowing, knowing yourself so that you know your figures as well, so that you can you can have the foresight and you know, okay, something's happening here, I'm, it's gonna trigger me, it's gonna um, upset everything. You know, so I really love what you're saying about um, knowing yourself because that's really where it all starts. And once you know yourself, you can fix things for yourself and then it just kind of ripples out and, and your world is fixed and the people around you don't, um, you don't react to them so much anymore. You feel Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, um, I come from an um, old school Indian background and um, we will find that um, when I got divorced the first time, this is one, one story. Um, when I got divorced the first time, um, my first marriage, I was so afraid to go out in public because of the stigma. And then one day the bubble burst for me and I started I blew a gasket, I literally blew a gasket. And I said, um, why are you people looking for me? I said, do you people want to skin about me again? And I was horrified because I know that in the communities, you know, oh, she's divorced, da, 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 and hope. But it was because first I understand now, yes, the skinnery, the, the talks did go on. But if, when I work with myself, then that's not going to affect me. When I return it to Allah, then that's not going to affect me. Subhanallah, you know, um, the day I got that, um, I was like, so what? So what if I was divorced? You know, you, you kind of take your power back and you stand in your own power and then you can serve Allah. Then you can be Khalifatullah. Yes, and it's gonna be layers, you know, you, you move up. Um, when you don't know yourself, you cannot connect with Allah. It's difficult for you to connect to Allah, especially if you've gone through so much, why? Because you're in your mind thinking about dunya and things that's happening versus, from, and from a negative space. But when you start knowing yourself and start knowing how Allah's created you and the processes, you start looking at it differently because now, Yes, I've gone through a divorce and that was decreed by Allah as well. And yes, I had a part to play in it, taking responsibility. That part, you know, where, where we are told um, Allah has given us a, a, um, a, a free will, uh, that little bit of free will, you know. So that part is clear. I've made the decision to get married. And because I've made the decision to get married, the divorce was written in my qadr. So people want to say, but yes, qadr. And no, we, we, it works hand in hand. I've made the choice because I've made this choice. That is what's going to happen. And when we look at it from that, it no longer has any negative effects on me. You, it doesn't make a difference to me. 
So I, when someone tell me now, oh, they divorced, and I say, awesome, then they look at me, are you crazy? Sometimes I have them tell me, are you crazy? I said, no, that is Allah loving you and showing you. And then, so, like someone said to me, but didn't you make istikhara? I said, yes, I made istikhara. But my mind was made up. It's also about how do we make istikhara and also about where we are at in that moment when we make istikhara. Then that was ultimately written for you. Uh, you know, if I could do it all over again, I know this sounds crazy. If I could do it all over again, I would do it all over again. Just to be where I am today. Just to do what I'm doing today. Subhanallah. I promise you. Here I'm working with kids that are sexually abused. I've had a woman that was, she's 40, 45. She can't have a proper relationship with her husband because she was sexually abused. She was raped when she was a little girl. And she came for a session. This woman, she, I've done a few sessions for, this woman has changed her life around. That does not come from me. Allah's using us to make a difference in this ummah. And it does not, it's not it's anything that we can do that we are good at because that's your purpose from Allah. This woman has changed her whole life around. So she also was very suspicious of her husband because of what she's gone through. She could not see him just for the person that he was. Now, Allahu Akbar, she does things differently. She smiles more. She, so I tell her, um, I'm still in contact with her. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. So what I do is um, kind of like reverse psychology. Tell her, oh, so I believe you were right. So I use a part in, part in, in parts of my session to break that. Um, she says, so what? Um, she actually connected with me from um, one of the Facebook sites. And then she posted her journey on Facebook. And then I said, do you know it's, anon it's not anonymous? And she tells me, I don't care if it's not anonymous. Before she could not say what was happened, what, what has happened to her because it used to break her down so much. Now she talks about it and she's like, so what? Allah's got a bigger plan for me. And that is powerful. That is Allah working through each and every one of us. Wow. You know, what I'm yearning as I'm listening to you, subhanAllah, it's, there's so many layers of um, lessons to take from, from your words and from what you're saying. And when we are comfortable with ourselves and with our lives and our actions and, and everything, you know, automatically yes. we create that other people are also comfortable. And often sometimes we, we um, often sometimes we expect other people to accept us you know like why why are they being critical of us and why they're asking us this and saying this about us but if you really think about it it's actually you that you are uncomfortable about what you're doing about yourself absolutely yes, yes. Absolutely. So once we are comfortable with ourselves it's so amazing and beautiful how the world works and how people work and psychology and all of that because automatically you create this world for yourself where everybody's accepting of you and comfortable with you and and everybody loves you subhanallah um so ah, i love it because you love yourself and you understand that allah loves me although you know we're all going to sin we're all going to err. Uh, we we're going to be guilty of, of things but it's about saying that i'm okay with who i am you know and knowing that you matter to allah first and foremost and stop 
using the skills of insan to judge yourself. That changed my perception. Allahu Akbar. That was powerful indeed. Because um, when, I, when I learned about Allah loving me and that I matter and that thousands of years ago, Allah's already written my name out there and what I'm going to be doing and who I am, subhanAllah, that like sparks something inside of you. But you know what? Allah loves me. I'm going to, I'm going to sin and earth. Allah doesn't like that sin. Allah doesn't like what I'm doing, but Allah still loves me. And understanding that changed my perception about me. Subhanallah. It is, it is a journey. And then you think, oh, I've got it. <laughs> and then something happens. <laughs> okay. Time and time again. <laughs> time and time again. And then you have to start from that point one again and then go through the steps again. <laughs> Subhanallah. Yeah. You and think you've got it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thing I also wanted to um oh you were speaking and I was thinking subhanallah that unconditional love that we yearn and that word that we just see everywhere, you know, as parents we, we want to be um we're going to be unconditional with our children. We want to love them unconditionally. And we expect our husbands to give us that or you know, we, we're looking for this unconditional love in the world. And I've learned that it's not here. <laughs> it's not here, it's with Allah. And we're not going to find it. We can't even, I can't give my kids even an unconditional love, you know, it's not possible. So, no. um, and yeah, that's where it is that unconditional love is with Allah. So, absolutely. SubhanAllah. So, yes, we sometimes think now we, we, we went through something, oh, I got it. And then Allah shows you, no, you don't got it. Come on, I'm going to give you another layer. And then this whole yeah. onion thing, we got another layer. I, I, uh, I believe you don't kind of go back. Why is everything that you've gone through, if you reflect upon it, there's knowledge in it, right? You will find, um, for example, um, if you've done something and you've failed in it, um, you've got knowledge now. Yeah. But you're not going to go back. So you might fail again. Then again, I say, what is there that Allah is trying to teach you that you're not getting? Yes, in life, yeah. you build on challenges you build you yeah, yeah. Try to go a few steps back and then you build on. <laughs> but it's grounding uh, you. It, it makes yes. you humble. And, and you think, oh, I thought I got it. I thought I, I you know, I got this down. <laughs> and, um, and the Absolutely. Is, it's, it's knowledge sometimes, eh? That you, you know certain things and that's the easy stuff. That's like, okay, I know that. I know how it works. But putting it in practice, that's the hard stuff. And not everybody can always get it right. So that's where the practice yes. comes in. Oh, and that is where I do the self-development workshops. So through that, um, I, I pose questions. I, I do this. Uh, it's like a whole day process. Um, and, it's, and it starts off with who is Allah? And then we kind of unpack. Who are you? What's your purpose? Um, and there's practicals all the way. There's practical and forgiveness. Also, forgiveness is a huge thing. Oh, and self-love self-loveliness in Islam oh my word that that is something <laughs> on another level <laughs> because often you will hear no I can't love myself it's kibur I'm like really now and then I unpack come let me explain to you 
And subhanAllah, you know, um, Halima, I'm still learning also about it. And as I'm learning, so, so does the workshop shift and change and improve um, and get, I won't say improve and get better, but it changes because at that time it was the best at that time. And we're constantly, constantly learning. And I see how, I'm sure you've seen this also, how you, um, you did a 360 on things, on, on, on the way you thought about certain things. The more you learn about deen, the more you learn about Allah um, and the process that Allah has for us, you kind of do a 360. Yeah, in the early stages, yeah, you, you, you think you've, you've got it, you've got it, you've got it all figured out. You've, you've, um, you see the results, you do the work and you see the results, like, wow, you know, you see the effects of it. Um, but I've learned that it does, it doesn't always carry you through. No, you have to kind of rework it like to undown the line, or you have to check it again, or work harder at it, or yeah. Exactly, it's the same like salah. Salah, you, you you do it five times a day. You can't make all five salah in the morning and say I've done my salah. No, because it's that that injection that we are needing constantly. The same, we need to work with ourselves constantly. So in my workshops, I break these things down because. We don't know how to do forgiveness. We don't know how to do gratitude. We do lip service. So I do becoming conscious. And this is also how Focus in Salah was born. <clears throat> because Focus in Salah is about um, how do I become conscious in my Salah? Um, I grew up, um, I'm a 70s baby, early 70s. Yeah. So we grew up and we never seen people really in abayas and scarves, very few. And that came about around about the 90s. 90s towards, mid 90s towards, yeah. Um, so which means it was the revival of Islam. So we didn't have the resources um, and that is available right now. And the, the way it's being put across like it is now, subhanAllah. So there was, there is a whole lot of unlearning that need to be done because of the way we were also brought up. Um, so, you know, this whole um, concept of hushu was also fairly new. So I had to unlearn the old habits and learn about how to connect with Allah. So Focus in Salah is also like a two hour practical session that I take you through, how do we connect deeper. Um, it's about going quiet because we don't know how to stall this. The minute you can stall this and focus, direct your focus, it's about us directing our focus to Allah. When you direct your focus, focus over here, our heart must have Allah first. So when that becomes, and it's also learning, um, constantly learning and constantly um, uh, reaffirming our niyyah. I unpack our niya as well, because your niya is so, so important and you need to reaffirm your niya because you can do something and then you get sidetracked. Then your niya is shifted. Then, you need, then Allah is not in that niya any longer. So we need to constantly reaffirm our niya. And you're going to be learning constantly and you're going to be growing constantly and you're going to be falling off constantly and you're going to just get up, dust yourself off, how do I process this? How do I make this better? How do I um, grow from this? How do I re return it to Allah? How do I reconnect? Yeah. 
subhanallah. So the focus in Salah also just practical. Everything that I do is practical because I'm a practical person. I want to do things that is these results. So I, I'm not into the theory, you know, the whole theory. It's like, give me the, give me the nitty-gritty, give me the practical and run with that. And that is what I've been doing, alhamdulillah. And through that also, um, you know, it's not also someone coming for a session to me. What are you doing for yourself? Because how am I going to change myself? Because when I went for, for healing, you see, this also, all this also started was, um, I know that there was something wrong when I was pregnant with my, my son my, in my second marriage. So I have a 25-year-old daughter. That's from my first marriage. And then I have my son who, will, who is now 14. When I was pregnant with him, I was extremely sick. And I needed help. And I went, to, I went for hypnotherapy and I went for different sessions. And then I started, that sparked my interest, alhamdulillah. Um, when I went for these sessions and I started feeling okay, but then I went back to the old, old me and I needed to learn why is this happening? And I needed to learn practical tools because I said, I'm going, but I'm, I'm okay for a day or two and I'm going back, what is happening? So it was the practical part, like you said, we don't know how to. So I needed to learn how to do things. Um, and now when someone comes for a session, I teach them. You must know um, 20 years ago, we didn't have all this available to us. We didn't have the knowledge we didn't have the, the, the tools, we didn't have um, Quran knowledge so easily available and put so simply for us. I have kids that do focus in Salah workshop. Um, the one workshop I had, it, he was 10 years old, 10 year old boy in my workshop. His granny brought him into the workshop. His, uh, he, he came, his mom and his granny. Um, but his, he didn't, his granny didn't tell me um, anything about him. And he did the workshop. At the end of the workshop, he said, Mu'alima, do you know what? I love brand, brand names. I said, okay. He said, but today I learned that I don't need brand names. I only need Allah. And then he turns around and he tells his mom, but you didn't teach me like this. And he tells his, his Mu'alima was also in the classes tells Mu'alima, but y'all didn't teach me like this. What was What is different about the workshop is that it's all about Allah love, all about positivity. Because we've been taught from fear space. So this youngster could identify, um, and I did this workshop about five years ago, and he could identify at that time that they didn't teach me about Allah loving me. And um, he said to me, I now want to make salah. I think it was about 10, 11 at that time, subhanAllah. So yes, it's about changing our perception. And I love this whole, um, you know, this way Allah tells us, um, I am to my slave as he thinks of me. Um, subhanAllah, have high hopes of Allah. Yeah. And magic, I believe magic happens. Yeah. Yeah, Allah's magic, magic like you've never seen before, subhanAllah. And that just puts the ball back in your court and it just tells you, you have the power to, to make the change and it's all in your mind. You know, as much as you can change, as much as you can work 
that's where the change um, lies and that's where it all stems from. And with so, you. Yes, so again, your first point, you know, just work on yourself, work on yourself and, and learn about yourself and kind of uh, that's the change. It's a painful journey, I must add. It's, it's a very painful journey. It's a messy journey. It's messy, yes. And I was thinking as we were talking, you know, we, we kind of making it seem like, okay, you just go through the journey, you just change yourself. and what, It's not easy. It, it is hard work. It's, it's really, really messy, yes. Um, but it's worth it. It's worth it. And you can do it. You have everything that you need. Allah's giving it, Allah's giving it to you. It's all instill, installed within you, you know. We were born with it. And, and you, you can do it. You need to tap into it. Yes, and um, and then I also wanted to say when you were talking about Hushu, you know, it's kind of I'm thinking how this is all linked to our relationships as well. Because I've learned, yes. I have Hushu in my solar, <coughs> my relationship with my husband is good. Um, I don't know if, if, if you can relate to this or if you've heard it. Yes, other people yes. Same. But um, so I'm, sometimes I'm thinking, does this mean like my iman is low? Does this mean my Hushu is not good? But I've learned that when my world is good, especially with my husband, with my family, my hushu improves in my salah. And, you know, it kind of goes yes. um, back and forth. And Both ways, yes. 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 So um, it's so important to have that hushu so that you can have a good relationship as well. And it's so important to have a good relationship so that you can focus on your salah, I think. And, and have hushu, what is hushu? What is hushu? Presence. Presence. Now, presence. being present, you, we need to have hushu. Um, Subhanallah, you know, um, you're reminding me now of a story. I did a workshop. Um, we thought we we're going to have about 50 ladies in the Focus and Salah workshop. That day we had 200 ladies. Um, and then at the end of the workshop, this lady came to me. She was sobbing. Um, and I thought, yeah, Rob, I hope I haven't done something that offended her, that is causing her to sob so much. And through the tears, she tells me, you know what? I've been hijacked a, a couple of weeks ago. I could not work through the hijacking, even through my salah. She said, but through the workshop, through the focusing salah workshop, I feel now I've worked through that trauma. Subhanallah, you know, everything comes from Allah, but it's about that, that deep reflective connection to Allah that we can make, not only in salah, but through anything and everything. You know, even when you when you bathing that connection to Allah, when you're walking up the stairs, that having that connection to Allah, and yes, your mind is going to wander sometimes, and you're going to fall. Allah tells you, "Do you not think I'm going to test you? Your test is going to come in various various forms." Subhanallah. So yes, your your hushu is about your whole day. How much hushu do you have through the day? I mean, when we grew up, we didn't know about hushu. Hushu is a new term. I was doing the workshops already, and then I, I went to another class, and Sheikh was talking about hushu, and I'm like, but that's what I'm teaching. That's what I'm sharing already. So I didn't know the term hushu. These are our new terms. Um, okay, not so new, but yeah, they, they were fairly new in the last 10 years, basically, um, if, you, if you think about it. Yeah. yeah, and it's so, what you said now about it being throughout the day, sometimes I've learned, I've, you know, I do it, do it some in now, time to salah, and I've been busy whole day. I've been crazy busy with the kids and everything, and now I'm, the salah has just come in, and I drop off everything, and I go, and take do, and the hushu is just not there. And I've learned that it's not, sometimes you can't just um, stop and drop everything, and then just, 
if you haven't been present whole day and you've been crazy whole day and you haven't been conscious of your actions um, throughout the Absolutely. day, you're going to struggle with that for sure. I've learned, I've experienced that. So it, it is a whole day um, of consciousness, um, going slow with your actions. But Allah's given us, Allah's given us um, means also your, your, um, your Adhan, the Adhan is one means of bringing you into Hushu quicker. Your um, Dua after the Adhan is another one. Your Wudu is another one. Your um, Sunnah Salah is another one to bring you to that deeper Hushu in your first Salah. But we not, um, how can I say, we aren't present even through the Adhan. Or I would do, or the du'a after the Adhan, or our Sunnah Salah. So you need to join me on Focus and Salah, inshallah. So many chances to just bring us back home and back to consciousness. And also, you know, the trick um, for me, I've learned is, to just be compassionate with yourself when you miss. Because I used to get really upset with myself when I lost Hushu in my salah. Because I also have a bit of anxiety sometimes. And I have like the kids around me all the time and I'm making salah. And they're distracting me and I'm worried. What if they do this? What if they do that? What if something goes wrong? It's amazing how many things your mind can conjure up. <laughs> so, Absolutely. And then you just get upset with yourself. Because why are you not focusing, you know? And I've learned to stick to just gently bring myself back as soon as I realize I've drifted off. So yes. like you would with your child, you know, um, she's going, you, you try to be gentle and soft and, and, and kind. So, Oh, absolutely. Be, be like that. So again, yeah. again, you know, you're saying um, that you, you become angry with yourself. I say that in itself is a gift from Allah. I'm not having Hushu in that moment. And then realizing it, that's a gift from Allah. Because if you think about it, when you actually realize it, then what happens? Your heart is activated. And then you go into Tawbah, you go into Istighfar, like, oh my words, I was not. And then you, it kind of regulates your heart. I don't think I'm making sense for you. You are, you are, SubhanAllah. It just connects you even more with Allah because you want you have this yearning to have Hushu and to have a better connection. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my kids are, are looking for me now. <laughs> um, we, we need to end off. Um, we could go on and on and on, subhanAllah. Um, Absolutely, subhanAllah. I wanted to ask you one important question, though, actually two. Um, the one but we'll try to keep it short. Um, the one I want to ask you is, so say for example, we have a lady, we're linking this to marriage now, right? And she's struggling in her marriage. Um, she's been trying to make changes. Um, she's got some past, um, you know, uh, struggles, some past um, bad things that she's struggling to deal with, to organize, to sort out and it's impacting her marriage. What advice can you give her? Um, firstly, you know, whatever Allah's taken you through, there was a reason for it. Return, firstly, return it to Allah, then seek help. Go to a therapist, um, you know, like especially our Afia therapist, 
subhanallah it's we can help and we have helped so many people through issues um they will come back and say you know what my marriage is different it's about the thing is it's also about we all going to go through challenges all the time it's about number one empowering yourself number two uh, first in fact number one returning to allah number number two empowering yourself um and then shifting your energy because um when we're in a negative space you will find that you can't work through something but when you shift your energy and how can we shift our energy as going into gratitude like like when we first started that shifts our energy a smile shifts our energy looking for what you're grateful for and then having a therapist that can help you through that also because that helps you quickly also to shift your energy and sometimes yes it takes a bit longer and that's also fine but that too is a journey from allah because you know what we want to do we want to put a bandaid over over an operation yeah what's going to work yeah there we go you're going to get the, you're going to you're going to get results with your quick fix but not the not the desired results you you're working with the with the with the symptoms but not the issue yeah. so you need to work best thing i can say work with the issue i've worked with people um the one lady was talking about abandonment and she felt abandoned in her marriage when we worked with it, it she was about 50 odd years old but when we worked with her it went way back to when she was conceived so you see um goes back you need to work with that that has happened um it sometimes it's passed down the lineage say yes it's passed down yes yes um and it's only when we really work through those layers that the long term effect and that that ability to maintain that change um and don't give up don't give up yeah don't yeah. give up don't give up you know work constantly but keep on allah 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 yes you're going to these these days when you're going to feel so disconnected that also is a gift from allah again allah told us do you not think i'm going to test you he's going to test us with our connection to him subhanallah but what allah wants from us is that when you realize i'm so distant that istighfar um and that moment when you feel ya rab i've strayed from you and you connect you stand and you connect with all of your heart sometimes you're not even in salah and you're just standing in that moment making tauba and connecting to allah because um we moments of connection don't come they aren't always planned sometimes you can watch a video someone sometimes someone can say something to you sometimes you can see something um sometimes you you hear something those are sometimes moments of connection and in that moment connect to allah and then be grateful oh, she's gone off in her mind already she's thinking a million things now <laughs> but um but yeah and then linking that to gratitude subhanallah like we said yeah and one other thing i just want to draw on on you and we need to end <laughs> um you know we need community we need people we need um yes you can do it you can um but it just makes the journey um so much better and so much uh, when you just pull other people in to help you along we weren't created to be isolated yeah. um if you look at how our dean and the way our dean is structured we weren't created isolated beings yes you need alone time but we weren't created that is why you know allah also says go to those who know in other words it's about connecting why do we have juma'a salah why do we have juma juma'a is about jama'a why 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 
because we need that. Yes, we go onto our musala and it's alone time with Allah. But sometimes when you speak to someone that I call it a dunya connection, helps us to shift in the moment and helps us to see things from an insan space also. I don't know if that makes sense for you. Yeah, it does make sense. Um, we do, we need, it's, it's a basic human need. We need, yes, and we need our sisters. Especially if you've been married for a while, we need our sisters, but we need to find good sisters. Yes. Sisters that's going to remind us of Allah. Yes. yes. That's going to remind us of Allah. And that's going to tell us when we are wrong. Yeah. 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 Sisterhood is, is so important. And there's so many things that you know that come up and that kind of stipulates us. Um, and that's another topic we can go into. But I feel like. But there's more that unites us. Sorry? There's more that unites us than separates us. We need to focus on that. And you know, we shouldn't allow our, our nafs and our. Oh, other things you know that come up that come up between women sometimes um we shouldn't allow it to separate us because we need each other and but that is our insecurities yeah that's why i said it's a whole other topic we can go into but um yeah we're going to end it off here this has been good it's been so uplifting and it's fueled me it's given me the food that i need um the spiritual emotional food <laughs> Alhamdulillah, given me also so much. Um, I I loved it very much. Just chatting to you and getting to know you as well. Um, Subhanallah, we make dua that um, you know Allah uh, uses us continuously to make a difference in the ummah. Our journeys are not our own. Also, um, we are here for a purpose, and we um, are to to uplift one another and and help one another. And yes, you're gonna fall off. Um, but that doesn't mean we can we can't make a difference. So may Allah continue to use us, and may we continue and strive to better ourselves, inshallah, to please Allah first and foremost. Amen. Amen. And to just renew, keep renewing the intention. Absolutely. And be soft and strong. Amen. Amen. Jazakallah so much. <laughs> and have a good day further. Jazakallah. You too. Take care. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa I hope you benefited from this episode. I especially resonated with a bit about Hushu and the realization about how much Hushu impacts my relationships. What was your biggest takeaway? You might let us know in the Facebook group Connecting Through Sharing. I will leave the information in the description below. If you found value in this episode and know of someone else who would too, please pass it on to them. If you would like to add value to an episode by being a guest on the show, please let us know by sending me a message on Facebook or at halimadavids at gmail.com. That's G-A-L-E-E-M-A. D-A-V-I-D-S at gmail.com Thank you so much for listening. His and Hers is a podcast about marriage and exploring the power of perspective. 
On his and hers, I invite phenomenal guests to talk about marriage, overcoming challenges, and sometimes to share expert advice so that we can all learn from them. We talk about how to connect with ourselves, which helps us to better connect with our spouses. My hope is for us to explore the beauty of relationships and to remind ourselves and to remind each other about how we can complement each other simply by shifting our perspectives.